Hello, and welcome to Quadrivia, the podcast that takes you a step beyond trivia and into the minds of the people who craft it. I'm Calvin with Footnote Trivia. I'm Jeff with RMT Trivia in Chicago. And I'm Tipster, host and land penguin at the Pinnacle Larder, <laughs> floating somewhere in the middle of the Antarctic Ocean. And welcome to the episode. Tonight, I think we are going to have a slightly familiar topic for me and Tipster, with well, Jeffy jumping in for the new one. At least partially. And, at least partially of, familiar. Bit of deja vu here. Bit of deja yes. vu. Listeners because... will be familiar with 15 minutes of it. Yep. <laughs> Well, not even that, because it's not... <laughs> because... The person in those 15 minutes isn't here. <laughs> Episode 39, we were talking about uh, how do you deal with and recover from mistakes, and we've promptly made a mistake recording the entire episode. <laughs> yep. So we're going to do it all, all over again. again, for reals, properly. Lesson Fingers one. Fingers crossed. <laughs> exactly. Lesson one, admit your mistakes, redo them. <laughs> and that just goes to show that uh, whether it's in asking questions or in hosting podcasts, uh, none of us are infallible. So, <laughs> Pobody's po nerfect. Indeed, Pobody's po saying goes. Yes. Oh heck, it's 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 good to be back though, and and recovering this topic because, like, I as soon as we finished recording. Slash didn't finish recording because we weren't <laughs> recording. There were like five or six other things that I'm like, I forgot to cover that. I just, we we got so in depth in that that we kind of went off into the weeds and left like bits undiscovered and unspoken. Um, so this is not just a second opportunity for me to not mess up the recording. But also uh, to go over some of the things that um, we <laughs> we didn't get a chance to cover the first time. Even, That's true. It, this is a weird. It, it's a weird thing time wise, right? It's yeah. Cause, well, because nobody was there for. Well, I mean, except for you guys. <laughs> yeah, nobody exactly. was there for the first one. So you're recovering things for you guys, but it's fresh to everybody. Everybody else. We've our practice wasn't running, there for that right? one. Wait, wait. Myself and Calvin are in this weird alternate timeline right now. And now yeah. what we're trying to do is rectify that and bring the time streams back together. Yeah. Um, in, in this timeline, did Nelson Mandela die in prison? Uh, wait. In this timeline, Darth Vader also said, Luke, I am your father. <laughs> Speaking of time, by the way, clocks are bloody confusing. Like, oh my god, seriously, this morning was ridiculous. <laughs> I found out that you guys are going forward an hour two weeks before we are, which mm -hmm. throws my whole schedule into the lurch. Oh uh, wait, not everybody, not everybody oh, yeah. though. Wait, what? Because not every state. Does daylight savings time? I'm pretty sure Arizona never does because okay. it's hot as balls there all the time. And why do they want more daylight? Um, uh. But there's also, if I remember correctly, because I watched a YouTube video on it, uh, within Arizona, there is indigenous people's territory and they do daylight savings time, except for some places inside that that also do not. So like there's layers 
where if you drove through part of Arizona, you would have to for, you'd have to change your clock like five times to get. Why? From front. Yeah, the yeah. the Russian nesting doll is the United States generally celebrates daylight savings. Arizona doesn't celebrate mm-hmm. daylight savings. The Navajo Nation celebrates daylight savings, and that's within Arizona. And then within okay. the Navajo Nation, I think it's the Hopi tribe who decided they don't celebrate. <laughs> Why? Uh, Can we daylight just, savings. I, I hope I got those right. I, I, I think Jeff's still correct with it. It's more generalized. Maybe I got the specifics wrong, but yeah, it's time oh, is right. the strange. If you made a mistake, now is the episode to do it. Yeah, right. We get a <laughs> yeah. we get a we, we get a hall pass for, for any mistakes <laughs> on this one. Mm-hmm. Any mistake but, made in this episode is purely on purpose yeah. and on brand, right? Yeah, let, us, let us know. <laughs> it's an Easter egg. Let, let us know by uh, tweeting any complaints to at third degree entertainment on, Trif- <laughs> uh, on Twitter, which I found out the other day is not Corey's actual Twitter handle. <laughs> so Even I'm sorry better. to the. I'm, I'm slightly glad that that episode didn't make it out because otherwise some <laughs> random person on the internet would have got tons of complaints oh, yes. <laughs> just randomly Definitely. out of the blue. Yeah, times are weird, which is why I had to move my show back an hour today so that everything lines up so that I can pass the buck on to uh, to Jason, who hosts after me. Oh, that's right. I didn't even think about, like, rating or anything yeah. like that for you. Good, good Lord. And you're just going to have to change back two weeks later when you uh, actually... That's the thing. I was expecting it to be one week because it was one week last year, right? I didn't know it was one week last year. It was one week last year. So I was like, okay, it's fine. Next week, I just this week I let people know that next week, if you're in the UK or some parts of Arizona, um, <laughs> it's an hour earlier than usual. I don't know. Uh, and no, no, no. I was off by a week. Um, so I frantically scrabbled around. Um, uh, yesterday, going, I have an hour less to prep than I thought I did. <laughs> Which doesn't sound like a lot less in the grand scheme of things, but considering that's usually the hour when I do all my exporting and putting everything together and making sure everything's live and ready to go, does yeah. kind of put you in a little bit of a panic and a tailspin. And that's the worst, because then when the when the clocks change back, like you get that extra hour, but it's in the middle of the night. So I mean, you could sleep longer technically, but then you're you still have the same amount of time to do. Like you're not gaining an extra hours of work unless you wake up an hour early. And what type of psychopath is going to do that? Not me. Nah. Never wake up early. That's ugh. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, we've, pains. we've come a long way since uh, all of our clocks have basically adjusted themselves for us. You know. Yeah. Like, it, that's definitely. adjusting clocks seems like a relic of the past except if it's in the car or on an oven like yeah those two seem to be the exceptions that never seem to be able to change themselves Uh, i mean if refrigerators have bluetooth these days you know you could play skyrim on a fridge like (laughs) (sighs) but we still can't change the clock on our damn oven Uh, yes but yeah that's that's been my weekend is dealing with all the time zone kerfuffery that's been going on um oh and with all the time zone kerfuffery i bet that leads to a lot of mistakes uh, it hey. does yes. look at that there we hey. go it's that one hell of a segue I, 
Is I don't think is. time zones really affect us uh, asking incorrect questions, but yeah, we'll, but that's we'll true. Go but I, just, I said the word mistakes, so and that's the important <laughs> part. That's the important bit. Uh, indeed. So yes, as Jeff has transitioned us into it uh, today, we're going to be talking about making mistakes, something that every trivia host fears, and I think deep, deep down, every trivia player uh, enjoys with a bit of a <laughs> devious. What well, I guess like there's a bit of shot in Florida. A little shot in Florida. There we go. Yes, <laughs> seeing seeing the host mess up is like uh, I don't know, seeing a fight in hockey or it's it's uh, it's a like, crash in NASCAR. There we go. That's what I want to say. It's like when the waitress, the the the, the bar <laughs> staff or waiter drops glasses or plates, and the entirety oh of the bar erupts into cheers. Yay! Oh, hey, it's like. Yeah, and we have all metaphorically dropped the glass more than once, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so and that's kind of the first thing, really, is that you are guaranteed. Like, no matter how much you do, you're guaranteed. There's guaranteed to be mistakes at some point in uh, your kind of trivia writing or trivia hosting career. Are we calling it a career? I don't know. <laughs> um, experience. Your experience, trivia hosting yeah. experience. Um, well, I I wanted to I wanted to get I wanted to get us started tonight on something really simple that I just thought of that I don't know if you guys covered before. So you guys have to you have to keep me appraised. Okay. If you guys okay. have talked about this, um, it's it's a mistake in as much as you sound stupid, and that oh. would be pronun- like mispronunciation. <laughs> Like it, it's a mistake where you reveal to the audience that you don't know what you're talking about because you're not saying it properly. And so anybody that does know how to say it properly knows that you're full of shit. Uh, and so that's kind of, in my opinion, that is the simplest and most easy mistake to make if you're if you're not paying attention to what you're doing or if you're just if you've mispronounced something your whole life. You know, yeah. There's a lot of people that can't. Uh, you know, there's there's people that disagree on how to pronounce uh, carbine versus carabine. You know that you know that's as may be. But well, like, if you are talking about, you know, like uh, uh, if you're doing a sports question and you're not familiar with sports, do your due diligence and look up how to pronounce that guy's name, or just call him Coach K instead of Shashevsky. <laughs> you know, um, but I I think that that is a simple mistake that that easily shows kind of the things that we're talking about here where we make a misstep or use some sort of faulty information in the presentation of our game that lets the players know that we did something wrong almost immediately i'm gonna, I'm gonna push back low and say that i well for starters i i am horrible at pronunciation so maybe i'm just <laughs> being defensive but at the same time like i feel like we can do all of our prep and all of our research and write a good question but it's all done visually through reading articles mm-hmm. and browsing things online. Like unless you have a reason to suspect you won't know how to pronounce something, like the, I still feel like the question itself can be well researched and solid, and mm-hmm. just the pronunciation shows that you've never heard anyone say this word before, and that's the only real conclusion mm. to be to be reached on that point. Yeah, I, th- I think the other that- thing is that sometimes, like you're in the middle of hosting, you're kind of focused on that so much that flubs happen occasionally Mm -hmm. occasionally you'll mispronounce a word that is very simple uh that you know you've said thousands 
upon thousands time of times during your life, but this one time when everybody's watching you is the time that you you know miss. Yeah, yeah misstep or Freudian slip is even Indeed. worse. You say something. Whoops, didn't mean to say that. Or like, I think um, there's something to be said about kind of like leaning into that like if it's a very academic sciencey word and you just stumble mm. over it kind of to just be a goof yeah like that's that's totally fine and that's you know that's part of being a host and everything like that but i i, I think it's the juxtaposition of you're supposed to be the one that knows all these things and then you do something as simple as just like you know you do a folks pass you know or, or you know something <laughs> dumb like that, like, oh, God, what movie was it? Oh, uh, My Fellow Americans, where the guy at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, there's a guy that sets up all these things behind the behind the scenes. He's like, oh, it's been a real coup. You know, it was everybody thinks I'm stupid, but it was all just a big facade. You know, like that type of feeling is that's the the lightest version of the feeling where I know I've made a mistake. When somebody says it's pronounced this, and I go, Ugh. "Whoopsie doopsie." Yeah. Um, so, like, I, I I think part of the reason why this happens to me so much is I I tend to value kind of like international things. So I actively try to seek out uh, like words, phrases, concepts, or cores of questions that are in foreign languages, and I try to get far away from the basic ones. And at, for me, at least, like you know, I'll do questions that touch on like. Turkish or like I'll try to do something in Arabic and like I'll, I'll, and that's when I'm confident like looking it up you know I have to I'm, there's no way I'm going to be able to pronounce it correctly without oh, yeah. looking it up but um, I, I there is one thing that I do um, if it's French I don't even try I don't know why <laughs> it's it's I can't be bought like I don't know if I'm intentionally making a running gag or not but like I just I can't pronounce anything in French like German <laughs> Like Japanese, Italian, Spanish are all passable, but like French, I just, I just don't even try. So one of, um, one of the hosts that I watch kind of quite prolifically over here in the UK, um, Ash the Bash, uh, has a lot of community written content, um, and it's kind of become this meme, this thing in the community to make Ash say things. Um, <laughs> like it started out with Hanfair PG, you know, longest place yes. name in Wales, uh, oh, yeah, or in England, the UK, possibly the world. I'm not sure. Um, and it's kind of just spiraled from there of just giving Ash things that are not necessarily <laughs> pronounceable to say, or sometimes just straight up rude, <laughs> like <laughs> if taken in the wrong context. Um, and I think that's the way to, that's kind of part and parcel of being a trivia host is you are going to come across words you have never seen before in your daily life. You know, you can't be expected to get them right all of the time. Yes, there's pronunciation guides out there. Don't mix up pronunciation guide and pronunciation manual. Otherwise you're in for a shock. (laughs) because <laughs> those two youtube channels constantly get mixed up um one is a parody by the way yeah uh, for listeners they just say things really really in the, really the wrongest wrongly. way possible yeah 
like their Benedict Cumberbatch video oh, is probably gosh. one of their most watched ones. <laughs> Bendy Batch Cuddlepuff. <laughs> Bendy Batch Cuddlepuff. Uh <laughs> Well, it, the the reason that the reason that I brought up pronunciation first is because um, whenever that has happened to me in the past, where I've said something or stumbled on something, like you said, like something I've said a thousand times, but now everyone's looking at me, so I, I did a dumb. Um, that gives me that very same feeling, uh, just the lightest example of that same feeling that I make, like when somebody brings up their answers to me and says. I think this is wrong. Like mm-hmm. that that cold flash that you get when somebody says this is wrong. I, like I, I don't Before I don't we know. move on to that because that is a feeling that once again I think every trivia host knows. I want to just yeah. run by and wrap up pronunciation really quick. Can what is the worst/funniest pronunciation mistake you have made as a trivia host? And I can get started with two examples as you guys think about it. So they are both names and, you know, I'll I'll admit it. I'm not I'm not ashamed of my mispronunciations. But the first one was uh, I was talking about the the Greek philosopher. I called him Oedipus with an emphasis on the O and the extra syllable there. (laughs) And then uh, the next one is perhaps a. So that was funny because now like uh, one of my players has a cat named Oedipus. So I was like, oh, how's Oedipus doing? But anyway. um, (laughs) uh, And then the second one was the uh, WWE chairman or uh, CEO. Uh, I I had just a brain fart and I I called him Mick Mahone. (laughs) Because I was just like reading audibly prior to that and i just wasn't paying attention everyone just like you know it's mcmahon right i'm like oh i've heard that before I, that <laughs> that phrase finally clicked and i'm like oh yeah it's that guy and the killer is um one of the players on my team his last name is mcmahon and i've called him mcmahon correctly every single time so i'm clearly familiar with the phrase it's just a mispronunciation at that particular moment so names mm. i i strongly dislike because it's like come on how is it I mean, I'm an English speaker, but imagine you're not an English speaker. How is anyone supposed to know that? How is anyone supposed to suspect that McMahon is pronounced I, that way from it, looking at it? Yeah, it's one of those where I, I look at it and it's like in the initial gut reaction is McMahon. Yeah. Um, and then obviously over the years, the, the, the H has kind of been dropped mm-hmm. um, because that's what happens yeah. people get lazy and don't pronounce syllables and that's how language happens um but yeah uh, vince mcmahon is probably one that i've mispronounced <laughs> some point in my career i want to say um i i say this coming from a news reading background as well so you <laughs> constantly you constantly get new names new places uh that you have to work out how to say on the fly. Yeah. Um, luckily, some of our writers are kind enough to give me a pronunciation guide. Some of them really aren't. Uh, so, so, you know, sometimes it takes three or four tries to actually say it right. And sometimes you just have to roll with the punches and just power through. 
Yeah, almost almost all of mine, almost all of my mispronunciations are sports people and their last names, um, especially if it's a a sport or a person that I'm unfamiliar with. Uh, just have never, you know, like there's there's been a few Cubs that have uh, some pretty hard to read and say last names like Jeff Smarja. Uh, but he was on the Cubs. So I was like, oh, that's how you say his name. Got it. I'll never forget. But, uh, you know, and then I'll ask a question about like the I still don't know how to pronounce it correctly. So I might be saying it wrong. But the Vensna trophy, the the goalie oh. trophy for the NHL, yeah. the or first time the first time that I said it, I said that with like five syllables. <laughs> I don't know. So my, um, my example is I wanted to highlight because they're they're like if you look at the words of Oedipus and McMahon. They're mm-hmm. not hard. You know, they don't trigger a red flag in your head to be like, oh, I might not know how to pronounce this. I should be careful. You know, it's the same number of letters as anything else. And Oedipus has an extra weird vowel, but they all look normal. You know, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't mm-hmm. look like a weird word. And that's why I think I got caught. You know, it's I think it's the if you know it's going to be complicated, you prep yourself for it. You know, it's, yeah, it's, the, the mistake that you're not paying attention to is the one that hurts the most yep definitely get that um a lot of my pronunciation mistakes are usually when i accidentally like switch two letters around Mm. in the word um so for instance um one of the questions i did a while back was um what does the ba stand for in ba baracus from the a team according to the pilot um and this was around where i had four possible answers um and I know, I know the answer. Can I give it away? I'm proud of my A-team knowledge. Go on. That's, that's bad attitude. It is bad attitude, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, the other options I had were like badass. Um, <clears throat> um, there was a third one. But the other one I put down was Bachelor of Martial Arts. I misread it <laughs> as Bachelor of Marital Arts. And that's a very different thing indeed. Um, but when you're in the heat of the moment and you're just kind of running through and there's 30 seconds yeah. on the clock for them to answer, yeah. sometimes things slip through the net. The, the shape of martial and marital, you know. It's, I pity the fool the that same. doesn't speak in the language of love. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh, that's spectacular. But that's, yeah, that's, that's headcanon now. That's probably one of my... That's probably that's, one that's of the biggest good. ones. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, yeah. Pronunciation. We. It's. Uh, I, think I, we, I think we've covered all there is to cover on pronunciation at this point. I think so too. I just want to conclude it with that, like, you know, we could be. Yeah. I feel like more like having complicated words shouldn't prevent you from writing about the question itself. You know, like I think, I think there's a lot of good material that contains words that are hard to pronounce, pronounce, <laughs> pronounce, 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 and it, it's still, you know, like it's 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 kind of like bringing a little bit of non-westernness, you know, to mm-hmm. trivia, right? Mm-hmm. Like bringing in languages other than the kind of romance, uh, Latin-based languages and all that. Yeah. So, like, I think it's a it's a fun area for me to explore, and I to- I definitely enjoy trying to pronounce things accurately even if it's difficult but yes um 
Jeff, I want to go back to the idea that you mentioned about pronunciation and yeah. that, that sinking feeling of when someone comes up to you and yeah. like, um, this is the answer. Or the very, very similar feeling of you ask a question and then someone immediately turns in an answer and you look at it and it's not the answer you wrote I, down. Yep. And then the next person turns it in oh and it's God. that same answer. And then so on and so forth. Like, oh, oh, that's man. the worst. <laughs> and, and everybody has the same answer. And you're like, that's not what I have. Yeah, and it's it's especially weird if you're like, wait, why did they, why is everyone putting this answer? You can't yeah. put it together. Why? Mm. Um, yeah, that's a any. Do you have any kind of examples, kind of right off the bat? I, uh, I might be able to. It's uh, the, sports is the the tough one for yeah, everything. Yeah, that right? that's always that's always going to be the scariest for me because. Um, since the nature of sports themselves, uh, and the high volume of very sports knowledgeable people that play my mm -hmm. game, yeah. um, I'm, I'm very cautious about my wording. There was a, there was a, I remember the, the question was about, uh, Cy Young, um, but I don't remember what I had. It was a wording issue where the wording that I had used, it was about the, I want to, I have to look up the stat now, but it's, it was something about the most consecutive hitless innings pitched or something like that. Okay. Yeah. So it was uh, 24 consecutive hitless innings for Cy Young or, or I think that's the record. I can't speak to that because I'm trying to go quickly through mm -hmm. the story, but the way that I had worded it had made everybody think that it was like someone who is alive and I, I don't remember exactly the wording. I don't know if I could find it fast enough, but everybody oh. turned in the the person that had like just done something that yeah. had reminded everybody that Cy Young had done something better 50 years previous or something like that. Um, or no, it was like 100 years previous. But but the gist is they, they thought it was scoped to current players. So yeah. they submitted the best possible current player answer. Yes, and everybody did that. And that was one of the earliest ones I could think of from very early in my career where it really got me to consider um, wording. You know, sometimes, I, you know, I'm on Team Jason where read the fucking question is an answer you could give people sometimes. But there is definitely fault on our side. If, uh, if we don't make it clear enough, you know, like it, that may not be a mistake because the answer might be wrong technically. But it's still a mistake because we didn't we didn't uh, properly and clearly identify to the players what we were looking for. Mm. And that's one of the ones that I can think of off the top of my head that first gave me that feeling because the person that turned it in um, to actually two people back to back was uh, my big sports Jeopardy guy and one of my good friends from college that I know also knows his shit at the same level. And both of them back to back handed me the same answer. And I'm like, oh, of the teams that were going to get this right, you were the two that were supposed to. <laughs> and both of you don't have the correct answer. So I had to really quick scramble and try and figure out like what was happening or why, you know, and that that's that's an awful feeling. It, it, it's immediately throws the game out of your control for a second. And that's the last thing that we as hosts want is an out of control room. I think I think there's multiple reasons why you can get different answers from the room you were than you were expecting as well. Like mm -hmm. 
uh, not just in in a case where kind of um, the wording isn't kind of clear enough, um, but also there's ambiguity in the question wording as well. Um, like my my biggest example of this is award ceremonies, right? Yeah. Uh, it's like okay, which movie won uh, the Oscar for Best Picture in two thousand and four? And it's like okay, are you looking for the the one that won at the two thousand and four ceremony or the one <sighs> or that... the two thousand and four movie that would have won in two thousand and five? Exactly. Yeah. I, right? I wish. Okay, brief pause on the movie thing. I wish every trivia host, and unless there's like a really compelling reason specifically for the award itself, always say the year of the movie. Like I, I wish like we could all just consistently say like what 2004 movie won the award. You yeah, know, that 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 makes it clear and a little less nebulous. But even then, you know, international release dates gets weird, and some people yeah. are like, "But this movie was released in Korea, you know, in December of 2003." And you're like, "Come on, dude." Well, yeah. it, I'm, I mean, I'm... it depends if you're working with an international audience as well, oh, yeah, though, right? True. Like, yeah. um. From from my you keep us in check, tipster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, for instance, um, you know, I've had uh, questions where, from from my experience and pretty much every source I looked at, um, the answer was correct from my standpoint and from any uh, British standpoint. But they've had like a release. Uh, it was to do with the length of, um, kind of best-selling singles. Um, and Meatloaf's single "Bat Out of Hell," um, or I, I, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Was about f- four or five minutes longer over in the U.S. than it was over here. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't song. know that. I did not know that. So um, I had to kind of go back and go. Well, I'm just gonna give you, like, I have to give you credit, but also I have to give you credit, um, and. And sometimes that happens. Sometimes things come out of left field and there are alternative answers you weren't expecting as well. Because mm-hmm. um, you, you can't sit there and research every possibility, unfortunately. That is, there is not enough time in the universe to do that. Um, yeah, and especially depending on the sources that you use, um, depending mm. on if it's a opinion article or if it's an academic article like uh say what you will about wikipedia uh or at least i should say all of my teachers that wouldn't let me use it as a source (laughs) say what you will about wikipedia but they're they're fairly academic about how they approach things it has to be cited it has to have uh some sort of context it can't just be opinion um but then you might read a sports article uh where somebody says this is the only time that this has ever happened. And it's some dude from uh, a smaller news station that didn't do his fact checking. And, Mm. and that leads to, you know, like you, you have to have at least faith in the source that you're using to the point. uh, And when that faith is broken, when you've made the mistake of trusting someone that you shouldn't have trusted, that's when those alternate answers pop up because that just means the person that you're citing didn't do their due diligence because you thought you didn't need to do your due diligence. And it's this train of these little mistakes that pile up to you sounding stupid when somebody has an actual correct answer that you weren't ready for. You're like, oh, crap. So 
I think with Wikipedia, there is a dangerous uh, thing to get into, though, um, mm-hmm. because I've, I've come across it before. Um, and it's it, um, so, as you said there, some sports article that got the information wrong gets published. So mm-hmm. someone changes the Wikipedia page citing that sports article, and then yep. later a bunch of news articles basically what well, uh the the prime example of this is um it this is taken from part of a dave gorman um a kind of stand up routine um but basically his wikipedia article said that he toured around the isle of wight or something um or, or you know uh, walked along the amazon or something like that i can't quite remember what it was um but then a news article came out that basically used that Wikipedia article as a source and then what effectively happened is the news article that used that Wikipedia article as a source then was the source for the Wikipedia article and it becomes circular (laughs) and you've got this (laughs) circular notion the Wikipedia comment was unsighted a news article came out and then it became cited to that news article yep oh god yep that's that's somehow that that's that's how sometimes Wikipedia just kind of collapses like a flan in a cupboard, but, and you have to be aware. I do, of that. I do kind of want to like push back a little because, like, I have a feeling though, if if the crux of a question resides on this kind of like very, like, like a pot, like someone might have made it up aspect mm-hmm. on Wikipedia, mm. it, it shouldn't propagate to the entire crowd submitting a wrong answer though right like it that that'd oh, be like that... one clever person being like well actually that's yeah, wrong. that's exactly this, the, this what i'm this. talking about yeah Got like it. where you say who's the only team that did this and everybody knows that that little bit of trivia and then there's one person's like actually before in the dead ball era of baseball this team yeah, also God. did it yeah you know oh, or is this is something this like that yeah a raspberries aren't berries situation is this what we're talking about yeah uh, where it's like, yeah, what berry, and it, you know, you put the answer as raspberry because it's like, I, I don't want to have to pin everything down because otherwise the question's going to be two paragraphs long. Yeah. What yeah. are what's the what's the term for raspberry? Are they droops? Is droops. that what they're called? They're droops. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um. Yeah. Not actually raspberry, or not actually berries. They're actually raspberries because that's what we call them. But, th- yeah, they're raspberries. Yeah. But <laughs> saying what raspberry? And the answer being raspberry is kind of a a, a, a non question. <laughs> and that also that also gets that also gets a little fucky <laughs> because depending on who you ask, like there are different classifications for different things from different sources. Uh, yeah. So yeah. like botanically, yes, they're droops. But if you ask like the uh any kind of agricultural anything like that, like tomatoes count as vegetables and mm-hmm. raspberries count as so, berries. Oh. <laughs> Tipster, I'll, I'll tell you something kind of hilarious about the U.S. Um, there's a Supreme Court case called Nix v. Haddon or Haddon that ruled that legally tomatoes in the United States are vegetables, despite being botanical fruits. So legally, uh, a tomato is a vegetable. How does a court case like that come up? I'm assuming it's for tax reasons, right? It's all for tax yeah. reasons. Tax, yeah. tax and so agricultural. It's, it's, it's Jaffa yeah. cakes all over again. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I get it. And so that is it, also the reason. And this this will, anybody that's friends with me on Facebook knows my profile picture. says that hot dogs are sandwiches and I will not, die on that hill. 
Hot sandwiches one. purely for tax reasons. What we've I'm done here is not we've... discussing that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I wasn't going to discuss. I'm just talking about yeah. how yeah. there are there are certain legal entities that do not say that they are sandwiches because sandwiches specifically refer to one specific thing according to the law, and oh. that thing also includes like chicken wings. So you know, I, I'm not going to get into how wrong. I kind of just want to like get back to the idea that like a lot of times like when I've made a research error like the the. I would have assumed that the core of the question should be general enough that someone that the general majority aren't able to f bring up a small minute detail to mm -hmm. disprove the general answer. Right. There's I mean, there's like urban legends and crap like that. We could just disregard all that. But like uh, one example that I'll go to about like I thought it was a good question and that everyone was arguing about nuances in the wrong area was basically a question that well what is the largest city on the atlantic ocean its population is like one and a half or two times bigger than new york city and on i let people atlantic like ocean. Okay. yeah so it touches the atlantic ocean largest city first of all uh tips to aspiring trade people city populations is such a oh just, good <laughs> don't, no. like well, don't go on, we're not gonna go too far but just uh, suffice to say uh try to avoid it as much as possible and yep. I, that that was early on in my trivia hosting experience and i haven't really asked too many city questions since or city population questions but people were saying like oh uh like rio de janeiro if you include all these other areas and other people were like oh it's sao paulo because like their population is like 13 million compared to like new york city is like eight or nine and then people were like but sao paulo is like 20 or 40 miles inland it's not on the atlantic ocean and then, like, only, like, two out of, like, 12 or 13 teams got the right answer. And everyone's like, which, like, which, which city is it? Is it Rio or Sao Paulo? I'm like, guys, Lagos, Nigeria has 14 million people. <laughs> oh. oh <laughs> like, my... like, like, you guys, like, I don't know, it was just, like, you guys all, like, maybe it just wasn't, it's not a mistake, you know, but it was a mistake in me realizing like i didn't realize people would get so focused on like other areas you know like what i consider a mistake on the host if mm. you ask a question everyone immediately looks towards one area for the answers and ignores where the actual answer is you know like mm -hmm. it, I, if, if they never even consider or know the right answer i'm like okay well i'd be a little i believe that's there. what um certain members of the tri trivia community call neg bait uh which is, yeah which is, <laughs> is where it's, a... where like the question draws you to one particular kind of category oh. of answers and it's actually in another um, i mean i mean atlantic ocean guys <laughs> yeah, yeah i know so, well, i know I, but i can see i can see a player i could see a player in the u.s going down the atlantic coast starting with new york city yes. and saying okay what big cities are along the coast following it down and being like oh shit there's more coast south of us yeah. And then going down and being like, oh, Brazil. Yeah. It's yeah. got it's to be Rio de Janeiro, even though yeah. uh, even that's though the, even the biggest Ocean city in big Brazil. Yeah. And so is Lagos, for that matter. But, yeah. um, is it, anyway. isn't, isn't it still the most populous city in Africa? Yeah. 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 By, I mean, as more. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, it's, I guess. So, yeah, I just want to kind of wrap up like, yeah, there's, there's kind of like, when people turn in answers that you don't expect, mm -hmm. because on one hand, they can be turning in a correct answer, but on the other hand, they can be all turning in like 
the wrong answer and i i to me that's that's still on the question writer maybe it's not as emphasized as like a mistake Hmm. but like it's it's just i feel like those are kind of spiritually tied together whenever Mm -hmm. your player base deviates from your intention so greatly i think it also depends on the kind of feel of game and uh, and host you want to be do you want to be the host that kind of has that moment of oh you thought it was this well you're wrong you know the the the, who who supersedes expectations right yeah i'm just like it like or when you don't want it to be a trick question it feels like that's also you're like oh wait that wasn't supposed to be a trick question Ah, that was supposed to be a straight up question but oh well but anyway i i think um one of the more common mistakes that i have had more recently and this I don't know if you guys uh, have seen the same thing uh, with I've been using Triv now to take my answers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and due to the way that that Triv now auto grades correct answers and stuff like that. Sometimes uh, teams will sneak by with a correct answer that I would absolutely accept as correct, but it's misspelled or has punctuation in a weird place. So it marks it as wrong and you don't see it and you mark it as wrong on your paper or it you know gets marked as wrong in the category and then the players have to go oh no wait a minute that showed that we got it wrong you know sometimes they're paying attention sometimes they're not sometimes i've had to stop my game and go back like five questions in the past and be like nope you're right should have got points for that click you know okay. and that's that's a lot easier now because i could just go back and you know to that question and click a button but i've had i've had stuff happen like that in my real game where uh, because of the way that I would mark, uh, the way that I'd mark correct versus incorrect answers, I essentially marked it as an X if it's wrong, or kind of like a a just a one, just like a straight line up and down in these little tick boxes that I had. And every now and then, uh, I would mark the wrong team because I did it by hand and I'm a human and I make mistakes. Um, and at the end, when I would reveal point totals before the wager their teams are like we didn't get anything wrong or we we didn't get anything in that round wrong why are our points different and then i have to go through and figure out with stacks of note cards that people have turned in answers with and be like wait they did get that right and it it is absolutely sidetracking when that it, it just totally derails me because i have to stop doing every like there's nothing happening on the mic there's just background music for like three minutes while i go figure something out this is one of the perils of grading by hand, mm. but you know, at least I can do math in my head, so that's nice. But you know, that's a different conversation that we're having there. But uh, that's you know, we're talking a lot about mistakes in the actual questions and answers and stuff. But there's actual other mistakes that you could make as a host, um, just simple procedural mistakes that kind of mess things up. Yeah, it gives you that same feeling of like, wait, what? Oh, and then you yeah i i had uh this is during today's game actually um i um i missed a question out completely like i'm and part of the mechanics of one of my rounds is i ask a question and then i ask it again with four possible answers mm. uh, mm-hmm. and i i went straight to the four possible answers portion by mistake yeah. and it's like well <laughs> oopsie doopsie i guess you know this is just a multiple choice question have at it people you know yeah Um, yeah 
And it's stuff like stuff like that is very easy to kind of pick up and brush yourself off and go, well, it's happened now. There's not much we can do. Let's move yeah. on. Um, but stuff with marking, oh my goodness. Um, it's why I've turned around to people at this point and gone, okay, if you have an issue with a question, one person from your team, please, just one, um, <laughs> you know, message me during the break and I'll have a look at it. Because the thing with being online and being on Twitch is that you'll get everybody in a team putting in public chat. Uh, hey, wait mm -hmm. a minute, hold on. This, we got, this, we this. put this. We put this. You got yeah. this wrong. It's, it's like, like on the same team. Come on. <laughs> it's it's it, it looks and feels a lot more a lot worse than it is sometimes because you have several people in the team all kind of trying to get you to change that one answer. Yeah. Um, and it's but, a lot it's a lot easier to deal with when you're not on mic and you're not <laughs> in that space. So for scoring things, like I totally agree with you, Jeff. I think Trivena is made a lot easier than scoring by hand. And mm -hmm. the situation you described of like a team comes up to you, you go hunt through your score, then you go hunt through your stack of answers, right? Like I've yeah. I've been there too. I know exactly how Ugh. that feels. Yeah. But uh I, I have said that that lately, uh since I don't host in a bar anymore. Uh, there are no prizes for being first. So, like, I don't know if I've stopped caring as much or if my regulars have also stopped caring as much. But, like, sometimes they're like, hey, by the way, I think we have a different point total, but whatever. You know, it's like, it mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter now. But um, back in during the live games, uh, I do remember situations where I would have tallied up or miscalculated a score at the end for whatever reason, and then erroneously said that a team would have gotten a gift, and then the team that got bumped out, like maybe let's say fourth place, and top three gets prizes, and the fourth place team comes up and says, "Hey, you misgraded us on the last question. We sh actually think we should have we should be in the top three. And then I'm like, "Oh, you're right. Mm -hmm. Now I already." promise those top three teams their their vouchers what do i do with you do i give you an extra voucher do i tell the other team they don't get their voucher uh, back during live games i just gave the teams the extra voucher did you mm -hmm. have similar situations yeah i've had i've had things like that happen where uh the scoring mistake had Basically, the way that I would host my live games is once all of the final answers are in and everything's tabulated and ready to go, then I reveal the answers of the final round and say, here's your winners, say goodbye, and we'll see you next week. Um, and then I'm and then I'm done. They turn my mic off, they turn my screens off, and I'm basically out. And if that result, when presented to the audience, if they don't say something immediately... Um, like I have... Well, I've given out the gift cards and stuff like that. If somebody comes up after that, that's that's when it's serious time because the gifts are already out and in people's hands. Yeah. Um and I've I've had to I've had to go and chase down a team <laughs> and change the gift card that they got and say no 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 wait you got this gift card which is the bigger of the two gift cards so please take this one give me that one back. And I've had the example where there was a team exactly like you said that ended up in fourth place that should have gotten third but the third place team had already FO'd with their gift card. So I had to give out an extra $25 gift card. Yeah. You know, uh, and that is generally not something that you want to happen every week, 
but I have found that the bar that I used to host at was very okay with small mistakes like that, especially because the gift card value is such a boon to them because they're, they're going to come back and use it, you know? Yeah. So, exactly. I mean, it's not a, it's like not a huge overall loss if they have to give out an extra $25 gift card one time in a year. Um, but yeah, that, that, that is, uh, far less prominent now that we're all kind of just playing for fun and bragging rights and, and stuff like that. Like there's, there's definitely teams that still very much say this isn't the, this isn't the score that we should have. We should have something different. Um, just because they, you know, they earned those points and they're absolutely correct. That's what they should have. Um, but it's definitely not as, you know, it's definitely not as, uh, there's no, what's the word I'm looking for? There's no weight to it. Like there would be like the, yeah. the, the, oh crap, I messed up. I got to run around really quick to get this sorted. It's, it's way easier. Like just click a few buttons and, and everything's better. You don't have to worry about vouchers or anything like that. Totally. I will say, and this is, uh, I don't know what for uh because neither of you guys use visual presentations in yours i mean uh anything besides just the questions right actually you could still have one with just questions uh but do you guys I, use visual stuff i do i do visual stuff and um yeah i do visual stuff video, yeah. visual audio um, yeah i have i have multiple times done two things uh the first of which is the worst and i'll get to that in a second the second of which is Every now and then I will, when I'm writing my game, I write, I build the game physically in the presentation program that I use. Mm -hmm. And because I don't know what order the questions are going to go in right when I'm writing them, I always build the question the way that it, it's seen at the end, but I don't add a question number. I just write question X. And then once everything is where it's supposed to be, I go through and I number each one. I go, okay, this is question one. So I change that X to a one. And I go down the line and then when it's done, everything is in its right place and everything is numbered properly, except for the times that I completely forget to do that for a round. Uh, and then for the entire round, the questions say question X and the <laughs> next one says question X. Like literal letter X. Yeah, just the letter. Mm. A it's just the letter X. It's just a placeholder until oh, I can yes. put the number there. And. I've done that multiple times and, and that comes from me the way that I layer my stuff and sometimes I'll leave something uh, minimized and I'll forget to do that. And that's fine. Except for when it is because I'm using an earlier version, like an earlier save, not the finished product, which is the first case where I opened an unfinished, un finalized non-polished version of the game that I was supposed to be hosting that night where there were no numbers there were my own notes on the page like <laughs> make sure oh, to get no. this right there were <laughs> notes to myself like this uh, is how I, to pronounce this guy yeah oh there was thank god there wasn't a pronunciation one on there but there was stuff like in the final question it used to be stuff like six out of eight or four out of five uh, I didn't know how many I was going to do. So I just wrote, write whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> like just notes to myself. And like the, the game still functioned because everything was in its proper place. It just wasn't polished, but the questions were not in their final, like everything was where it was supposed to be. I just didn't go through and clean it up and I didn't go through and finish the questions. So the entire game was question X 
and little extra notes and things <laughs> were in the like the the shading on like the there was stuff that i noticed that nobody else did because it's stuff that i hadn't cleaned up yet and like i was like okay and then every time after that if i see question x pop up my brain freaks out because it means i might be using an older save of the file so whenever that happens i always have to put the game on pause and be like oh nope i'm just i just didn't fix that one thing it this is not like that one case that happened four years ago thankfully (laughs) that it never happened again Four so years. Oh I, my goodness. during my live games i never had any sort of television screen so i mm-hmm. never i never did slides or yeah i never did any sort of visual other than printed paper mm-hmm. but ever since going online i'm like hey, you know what slides might be a good idea and this is before i knew that triv now could actually do the slides. so i i basically in my first few games i use slides and now of course I'm like, okay, now everyone expects slides. I have to keep on doing them. <laughs> but oh man, it's so much work. Like exactly like you said, like just there's so many like like sources of truth. If you change your question in one spot, it's like mm-hmm. different in Trim now versus the slide. <laughs> and like, oh crap. Um, you, I won't explain fully, but I'll just conclude with the outcome. Sometimes I've revealed that the answer is indeed lorem ipsum. You can guess what happened there. <laughs> <laughs> Right, like, and <laughs> that island in the Mediterranean is Lorem Ipsum. Uh, uh, a, I got a picture of Cyprus, but <laughs> the answer is Lorem Ipsum. <laughs> like, so, so not yeah. Like uh, one of these days, I'm going to ask for what's the Latin filler text and get everyone. But um, yeah, it's just just the kind of like administrative overhead of like prepping the game. I think. Eh, a little rough around the edges. Uh, I sometimes envy hosts who never did slides from the beginning. <laughs> and they're just like, we're not going to do slides. We're going to maybe show the text of Triv now, and that's it. But Hi, I, it's, like, oh, it's definitely it's a labor of love, that's for sure. Hi, I'm one of those <laughs> hosts you envy. And even I make mistakes sometimes. Um, uh, I've had picture questions before now where it's like, what is the year? And I've shown free pictures of things that have happened in that year. Forgetting to take the copyright date off like the comic strip that I've put in. It was like the first Garfield comic. And it it was like a gimme. Everybody got it. I'm like, you're good. (laughs) Everybody in chat's (laughs) like, you left the date on Dingus. And I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) Actually, I just want to cover one last thing kind of before we kind of wrap up maybe like how we react to mistakes, but uh, you mentioned about the copyright year. Um, I think this happens, this is actually a really common type of trivia error, and it's more to do with the content of the question, where questions just become outdated. Either Mm -hmm. new events happen, or it no longer holds true. And I feel like that's a really common one that we've also all missed, because it's hard to keep up to date with if someone had broken a record lately. And I think it's just something that you have to, kind of have that little tingly feeling that little spider sense like mm, is this still true yeah but, uh, well i think I'd... that's that's something that i haven't come across yet because i'm not at the point where i'm i don't want to say recycling content but you get where i'm going with this where yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm taking questions from previous games and either using them as a springboard or wholesale just putting them in another game um, and I think this is something we touched on with uh, Corey in a previous episode, yeah. uh, where it's like th- this has changed, but it's in there now. 
And yeah. this whole round <laughs> is set in 2011. Good luck, people. <laughs> like, yeah. just one quick example. Like, in my brain, I was asking about the uh, big, like, our big four American sports teams with the longest name. Like, just the name, not the place. And, like, in my mind, I knew it was the Trailblazers and the Timberwolves. They were tied. And then I asked the question. Everyone turns in the answers. And then one team comes up. He's like, I think the Golden Knights is actually one letter longer. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hockey team. Yeah. Forgot about them. They just got here. Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh, shoot. Like, my brain fact is now wrong. You know, like, Mm -hmm. there you go. That that universal truth that I've held for so long has been disproven. And, like, there's some other teams that put, like, Timberwolves or Trailblazers but I'm like, so I was deciding whether I should give them credit or not. I'm like, I can't, if I didn't know it, how are they, you know, like technically there's only one correct answer. It's Golden Knights. But mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just going to take Timberwolves and Trailblazers. We're not going to make a big fuss about this. They haven't even played a game yet. Or they might play like three games when I ask the question. So oh. yeah, it's, we're just, we're going to, we're going to, everyone's going to be happy except for that one team that put Golden Knights and was like, you should have given credit to everyone else. I'm like, <laughs> if I ask this a year later, you're right, but yeah, me asking it right now. Yeah, and I think I, I think that that's actually something that we as hosts have to t- kind of take into account. Like, there are two different facets of when we mistake when we make a mistake, like how to approach that. One is from our perspective as a host, and one is towards the players. How do we deal with what the players have turned in? Mm. Uh, and in my mind, the best way to do that is just to be especially now when we're online and the points are made up and nothing matters is just to be benevolent trivia daddy and get points and just say, Hey, I messed up something. Everybody gets points on this one. Or, um, if it was, if it was in real life, I would based on the situation really take into, take into consideration, like how far, how much of the mistake was mine should the pun should the players be punished should the question just be thrown out because if everybody gets points on it or everybody gets it wrong it's a wash anyway it's you know it doesn't it's yeah. like that question never happened yeah, yeah. Um, like if there's a if there's like a conventional answer and the nuanced factual answer that disproves the conventional answer i'll still take both yeah like i'm not yeah. gonna i'm not gonna be like your general knowledge is wrong yeah and then I, I'll always make sure if it is an egregious error on my on my part, like I just said something that's patently false or something that was nuanced to the point where it would have thrown off the actual correct answer. And that's on me. I always make sure to take the blame and and say, you know, this was my mistake. I had I had misquoted or misread something. And so these answers are all correct. Uh, sometimes. If there is a very nuanced answer that I would consider to be correct, but not what I was looking for, I'll go tell just that team and say, I'm going to give you points on this. You got it correct, but I'm not going to make a fuss about it in front of everybody else. Yeah, you know, totally. just just to let them know, I'm going to count your answer. It's not what I was looking for for X, Y, and Z reasons. Uh, but also, I don't want to muddy the room with an extra discussion on why yours is technically the only correct answer, but I was looking for something else or... Something like that. And I, and I think that the approaches that you take are very important to how you are seen as the host and in both respects. It's all about how your players perceive you as a host. If, if you are going to be uh, ruthless or um, I, I don't want to say like impervious to critique, but you know what I mean? Like the, we've all 
I'm sure run into hosts that are like, that's what it says on the paper. That's what it is. Mm. You can't turn anything else in, but that to get points. And I, and I think that that's just the, the wrong way to take it. If there's actual mistakes being made, or even if it's something as casual as you worded something in just the wrong way that everybody got it wrong, you know, you have to step up. You have to, you have to take your licks and say, that's my fault. I, this question was far more misleading than I wanted it to be. This is not meant to be neg bait. I didn't mean to do that. You know, so, so I'm just going to one caveat to that. I pretty much do exactly what you say. I err on benevolence, benevolence mm-hmm. rather than authoritarian. I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. But I, I have, okay. Some of you players might think this is unfair and I'll fully own it. But like, if you're a good team, I'll be stricter to you. And if you're not such a good team, I'll be more generous because <laughs> if, I, if you consistently win week in week out, I hold you to a higher standard and I won't let you get away with like giving me a wishy-washy answer that I clearly know you're just hedging your bets and you're not actually committing to an answer. I'm like, yeah. that's too general. You don't know what you're talking about. You're wrong. But I like think, I said, um, that in, might be unfair. In real life. In real life, I would be with you on that. Like there, there are definitely some teams that I know that know their stuff, and there might be a, an occasion where I would judge them a little bit stricter than I would. But now that we're online, it's it's harder to do that because I don't know who's playing that uh, game that night. I, gotcha. You know, it, so it makes yeah, it I harder. guess that's the difference. I know who that team is. So yeah, I know that they're always winning or they always place really highly. Mm-hmm. So I. I I'm I'm a little meaner to them, and I think you know, like frankly, good teams appreciate it. You know, good teams yeah. hold themselves to a higher standard, and they don't want freebies, so yeah. they'll 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 understand. And also, I I think that 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 bodes well for uh, return return players. Uh, like yeah. if somebody's new to your game, and you give them a couple breaks and say, "Hey, look, it's round one. This isn't worth a lot of points. This normally wouldn't pass mustard for what I'm looking for for an answer." Uh, but I'm going to give you points this one time. So come back next week. You know, keep keep playing my game. I think it's close to the end. I have mm. one more thing I want to say before we wrap up. Um, I'll go ahead and say it. And if you guys want to chime in at the end too, I think that'd be great. But uh, the one thing I've really kind of like thought a lot about with regards to like making mistakes is that as a trivia host, I always want to kind of push my own boundaries of writing. I want to push my players in challenging challenging them to learn and connect dots on more cool things. So when I'm asked questions that are like kind of like eh, iffy or I'm trying really hard to make a stretch of a connection or a stretch of a point, it's like just me trying to f- present cool information in a new way. Like I could ask, what is the capital of South Dakota? And a 100%, I'll never make a mistake asking that question. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like I could ask those real canned questions that are 100% vetted and I'll never make a mistake. And if some trivia host out there wants to say, I've never made a mistake in any question I've ever written, I would just counter that with, well, then are you really pushing, you know, are you really pushing the envelope? Are you really yeah. kind mm. of putting yourself out there to write questions that no one else has written before? Are you pulling from sources that... Are kind of unique to you and has your own flavor so yeah as as a host i i kind of value people making mistakes if they're putting themselves out there and they're showing that they're like trying to do cool new things and as a player i think i appreciate it when hosts make certain i mean certain types of mistakes right there's obviously just 
dumb ones, but like yeah, pushing everything we talked about is kind of like pushing these ideas of new kind of interesting things. And as a player, it's like, okay, he might have messed up this question here and there, but maybe I can appreciate what he was trying to communicate and what he was trying to get us to do and then take that information into the next couple of questions he asks. So that's just my kind of spiel on, yeah, we, we try to push the envelope. That's why, yeah. that's why I make so many mistakes at least. And while I don't, I, you know, I definitely don't plan for mistakes to happen, oh, yeah. but when they do, I, you know, I'm lucky enough that my player base is exceptionally awesome. And, you know, they'll maybe give me a little bit of a hard time like when I do the question X thing, because that's probably the thing that pops up the most. Um, but, you know, I kind of poke fun at myself like, oops, forgot to do a thing. I'm a dumb yeah. dumb, you know, and I like to think that it shows that uh, we're all here having fun together. You know, this isn't, um, uh, you know, this isn't I I'm not the rector of a standardized test. You know, we're, we're meant <laughs> yeah. to be kind of having fun. And if it shows that I am also a person, you know, that, that we are meant to be having fun together. I, I think that that goes a long way to um, gaining the trust of your players. Just he knows if he makes mistakes and they don't seem to happen super often, you know, I, and I think being open and honest when you do make a mistake like that is something that your players can uh, appreciate maybe, if not relate but at least appreciate or yeah. begin to uh humanize you as you know not just the host for the night it you know it's our host i don't know that mm -hmm. sounds campy and stupid but you know what i mean i so my viewpoint on mistakes has and always will be mistakes will happen it doesn't matter that mistakes happen it's how you deal with them that kind of shapes you as a person and shapes yeah. you as a presenter um it is very much a case of as long as you know you admit your mistake or you you kind of go out of your way to rectify it in the best way possible people aren't like if people kick up a fuss then they're probably not the kind of crowd you want um uh, and this is coming from someone who uh i you know i have my own space i'm not in someone else's bar or anything like that i'm presenting in my own space on my own twitch chat um where i kind of have that ability to i don't want to say curate but you get where i'm going with this um mm -hmm. but to be able to promote a certain atmosphere um and a lot of the times kind of my way of dealing with it is i know i'm not a professional i mean i get i get donations but i i do not but by any means have anywhere near the experience of anybody else in this co-op you know i've been doing this less than a year mm -hmm. and own it own it that's that's what that's what i do i just top of the show big big flashing slide lower your expectations everybody knows they're in for a good time i just <laughs> or I know I said I know I said that like um that was the last thing but you just made me realize something and I I I wonder this is a very abstract comparison but like I want to make my mistakes I don't want to make someone else's mistakes yeah you know? like I don't want to use someone else's question 
And that question, you know, like if, if there's going to be a mistake in a question, I want it to be because I put it there because I tried, you know, but you know, I, get I don't know mean. if that makes sense or not. I get you what know? you mean, but the way it sounds out of context. Is... Yeah, I know. And that's why you have to listen to the entire podcast up until this point, because if you just audio clip this moment right here, it makes no sense. Oh, <laughs> that's going at the end of the podcast. Of the uh, yes, <laughs> I want to make my own mistakes. Clip it. But yeah, I think um, when we spoke originally on the topic on on take one of this very show, um, Erin very much said the same. Like we, you know, we put our hands up, we say it's our mistake, we make a joke out of it. And I think that's the best way forward. Uh, That, I guess, brings us to the end of our discussion on mistakes and making mistakes in our games today. Uh, If you, the listener, would like to email us and tell us about maybe your local host's favorite mistake or the fun way that they may deal with things differently, you could email us at quadriviapod at gmail.com. Um, and that brings us to this week's keyword challenge. Um, Tipster, would you like to quickly walk us through the rules of how the keyword challenge works? So uh, you, the community, have sent us a bunch of prompts for questions Uh but to that very email address there, quadriviapod at gmail.com. Um, each week, we're going to pull one of them out of the hat, and we have 10 minutes to um, to write the best question we possibly can using that keyword um, and that keyword in its entirety, um, either in the question or the answer. Um, and... At the end of it, you get to vote on whose you think is best at quadriviapodcast.com, our brand swanky new website. <laughs> From one of our listeners, Resection 8, it is a person's name that I hope I don't mispronounce. Uh, we have <laughs> Tommy DePaola. That's exactly how I would say it. Whew. Yeah. Okay. Tommy DePaola is our keyword. <laughs> And we are going to now spend some time to write a question about him. We'll see you guys in what seems like 30 seconds, but we'll see you guys in 10 minutes. Hey, everyone. Jason here. While the host and I step away to think about our keyword challenge, we just wanted to remind you, you can check us out online at QuadriviaPod on Twitter. On Facebook, just search for Quadrivia Podcast. And you can always email us at QuadriviaPod at gmail.com. We're always happy to hear from you. And now, back to the show. And we are back from our 10-minute break, which felt to you like only 30 seconds or even less if you just hit the fast-forward button. Um, Our keyword uh, for this week presented by Resection 8. Uh, Pat, I'm going to have to talk to you about this keyword uh, (laughs) the next time I host a game. Um, was Tommy DePaula. Uh, so, Tipster, what did you come up with in this 10 minutes where we all learned who Tommy DePaula was? Yeah, eight minutes of it was spending, it was spent uh, finding out who <laughs> Tommy DePaula was. And, um, well, here's what I came up with. Uh, so, I hope I did them justice. Uh, Tommy DePaula's 26 Fairmount Avenue won the American Library Association's top accolade for authors of children's lit- literature. The award takes its name from what father of children's literature who coined the phrase goody two-shoes. So I 
I have two thoughts on illustrated this one and a written one. Yeah, I get them mixed up. It's Caldecott and Newberry. Exactly. I don't remember which one is which. And I'm only biased because I've researched DePaula and I think he has a lot of illustrations. I remember Calvary is illustrations. No, sorry, Caldecott's illustrations, Newberry's text. I think that's the way it works. So I would guess, I would lean toward Caldecott. Caldecott? Is it, did we, did we pick the, the right side of the coin? You you said the thing and then you oh, went no. the wrong oh, way. No. Uh, for I authors of children's literature, so we're looking for the words here. It's Newbury. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, uh, oh, interesting. I didn't know you got Newbury. Uh, yeah, yeah, you got a Newbury in. I think it was two thousand um, for oh. twenty six Fairmont Mount Avenue, and yes, uh, John Newbury. Um, coined the phrase goody two shoes then that's that's one that you can put in your trivia rack and <laughs> uh you know keep for another day i think so that it wasn't adamant that coined goody two shoes unfortunately <laughs> not no no okay goody t- <laughs> I, I mean you don't drink don't smoke what do you do <laughs> that's a joke for people who like either the movie hot fuzz or the music of adamant <laughs> yeah um okay so uh i'm gonna say something about this question that is a positive thing because i did exactly the same thing um tommy DePaula was not a name that i was super familiar with so using it as an example of a different item is one of the best ways to go with a keyword like this uh just because you can't use it as an answer because as far as I know, this is an unknown name that maybe a few people, uh, especially librarians or, or people that deal with children's books might be way more familiar with, but it's not like Shel Silverstein or, you know, any other children's author that people would know the, you know, the Pavlovian response to children's literature. Oh, you know, these are the five that I could name. Um, and I think if I wasn't a trivia host, I would have no idea about the Calicot or the Newberry medals. Mm. Oh, really? I, at least to the degree that I do now. Because oh. what I know, and now that we've talked about it, I couldn't remember which one was which, but I knew that there's one for the words and one for the pictures. Um, yeah. But I couldn't remember which one went which direction. I'll have to come up with some mnemonic to remember. <laughs> um, but I, I think that because uh, I I, had, I didn't learn that fact until I started hosting trivia and I wrote a question I about know. it. I I don't know. I, I remember that from being a kid and, you know, Holes won a Newbery medal. I don't remember the Caldecott winners too well because I think I wasn't really reading them. I was being shown I, them by I, my parents so or I a teacher. Think, I think where the wild things are would have mm, won that's, one. That's yes, probably. probably. Um, I did see it mentioned... Uh, during my research, but... I think the Polar Express also might have. Oh yeah, the, I'm the... pretty sure that one did too. Yeah, but so the... I remember the Newberries. Yes. Yeah, the trouble I have with pitching difficulty on this one is that everything is American with regards yeah, to this. Yeah, right? right into some Americans. I know. So and so, I don't know where on the scale, like you know, how many people know about the Newberries. You know, it's. Is there a uh, UK equivalent of the Newberries? Um, ooh, that is a good question. Um, and because you guys have the Booker Prize, but that's for like adult, or that's for like real literature. I'm looking through 
Wikipedia now okay. and trying to jog <laughs> my memory. As you do that, Jeff, you want to give us your question? Sure. And it dovetails exceptionally well for two different reasons. Uh, because I also did the same thing with the keyword towards what I'm looking for. And mine is an international children's book award. So here is my question and a couple of extra hints. Uh, the UK's David Almond, New Zealand's Margaret Mayhe, Brazil's Anna Maria Machado, and USA's Tommy DePaula are just a few of the authors that have won what literature prize awarded biennially by the International Board on Books for Young People? This prestigious award takes its name from a Dutch author known for his work in children's literature and is awarded to both authors and illustrators. Oops. Looks like I made a mistake. Tommy DePaula was nominated for this award in 1990, but Norway's Tormund Hagen won that year's award. See what I did there? I purposefully made a mistake to bring it back. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, that is a very wordy, a very wordy question with a very simple Pavlov stuck in the middle. Biennially? Does that mean once every two oh, years, or I, I, I will. Yeah, it, it is biennially, not biannually. Biennial yes. every two years. Yeah. Okay, every two years. So yeah, a lot of words for young people book, Dutch for authors and illustrators. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I, I think I, I think, yeah, I think I get this. I think I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um. So it's not the Caldecott. <laughs> it's not the Caldecott, no. Caldecott is. is an illustrator. Um, I can only think of one Dutch author who did children's lit. I mean, there's definitely multiple, but there's definitely one I said I can only think of one as an American. Uh, okay, fair. Uh, care to enlighten us what that is, Calvin? Uh, did he maybe write a story about a mermaid? That would be yep. maybe one of the things he's listening to. Yep. Hans Christian Andersen. Yep. That is correct. Yeah, it's the Hans Christian Andersen Award. Okay. Uh, and it's uh, given out every two years, starting in the 60s, uh, one to an author and one to an illustrator. Uh, it's I didn't look too much into international children's book awards, uh, but the couple of articles that I read said that this would be like the most prestigious international book awards similar to like the Newberry or Caldecott but mm. for a wider audience so digging further into that by the way the um yeah it looks like the Carnegie medal is fairly close to uh to that equivalent the other thing we have is children's laureate which is kind of more of an ambassadorial position mm -hmm. uh over two years uh, yes, it's given to and it's given to, to a, a person, person as right? opposed to a the laureate book, really. Yeah. Um, uh, whereas the Carnegie Medal, I believe, is based on a work. Yeah, I didn't know there was a Hans Christian, or I didn't know there was an award named after Hans Christian Andersen, mm -hmm. but it makes I, total I sense. I did not know that be. either, which is what led me down that particular rabbit hole. Um, but it wasn't until I had already researched that specific award to try and write a question that i realized as i was looking through different authors to name drop that tommy DePaula didn't win it it was just yeah. it was a it was a note that he was nominated <laughs> in 1990 that i clicked mm. on and when i went back i'm like oh oh you know what i could work with that <laughs> so i just tacked that on at the end <laughs> here we go 
sticking with the theme of the uh, okay. theme of the show, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, everything everything's coming up Millhouse. It worked out perfectly. <laughs> I just have a suspicion that not a single person will know any of those. Uh, David Almond is fair, like okay. it's reasonably well known in the UK, um, uh, mainly for stuff like us. Skellig and um, what's the other book? Stuff that you would read in like GCSE uh, English lit classes. Got it. Um, yeah. And and those those authors, uh, I tried to pick a bunch of different authors from a bunch of different places, going back in time from the most recent name that even rung a bell, which was David Allman. Um, so as as they would go on, they got further and further away from uh, Calvin and I. Our, our sphere of influence in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, and also older as well, too. So uh, as it got further and further away from the point where I would have had children and started reading children's books again, the names got farther and farther away from anybody that I would recognize. Yeah. So, I'm looking through the list right now, and I think I recognize, like, two yeah. two of the, the written word winners and... Mm-hmm. Oh, like none of the illustrators. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it, it it doesn't it doesn't hurt that it's it is an international award. So yes. I, I think it's something like twenty different countries are represented in its winners. Yes. So uh, you know that's that's the same thing as um, the Olympics, like not remembering the name of the Russian Olympian who won the gymnastics medal the one year. Oh, or the, yeah. you know what I mean? Like something like that. Like that wouldn't necessarily, but somebody in Russia would be like, oh, that's this guy. 100%. Oh, Quentin, Quentin Blake won it. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's the person who illustrated the Roald Dahl books. Oh, so he's the pastel with the big eyes or not the pastel. The like, okay. I think I know his style. He's, he's also, um, wait, no, that's Michael Rosen. Oh, Interesting. I, I realize I don't really know illustrators that well, right? Like it's uh, like if you read a Roald Dahl book, you don't really pay attention to who illustrated it. Yeah, you know? it's it's usually like a, a little foot. Well, it's usually a footnote on the front yeah. of the cover. Or even like days. like like who's the Harry Potter illustrator for the like the first printing? You know, the Harry Potter ones that have they all have at the beginning of every chapter they have that kind of artwork. Like I don't know who did that, but yeah, <clears throat> I feel like anyone who read the books is familiar with like those mm. illustrations. So, huh, interesting. I, th- I think the only ones that I know are the ones that are combination, like writer and authors. Yeah, like Shel Silverstein both. and Maurice Sendak. Right, Maurice Sendak did the drawings too for the drawings. He likes to do drawings. He did the the illustrations for Where the Wild Things Are too, right? Yes, I want to say. Pretty sure. Yes, because out. he couldn't draw cap- like he couldn't draw another at horses or something, so he drew like the beast that he wound up drawing. I think is the story oh, yeah. how that goes. Yeah, it was written and illustrated by him. Okay. Well, I guess I have a question left, and I can tell you it is not about awards. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, we can take a break from old, good children's literature and illustrations <clears throat> and uh, do this question. In Tommy DePaola's children's book, Streganona, he tells the story of a grandmotherly witch in Calabria who has a magic pot. Rather than cooking eyes of newts or toes of frogs, what does she cook instead? I only hmm. know this because it came up in my research. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm I, gonna let I'm gonna let Jeff sweat a bit on this one. 
<laughs> and that that is that is all and everything I will do for the next minute. Oh, okay. um, I I tried to do some clues, like if you know what Strega means or where Calabria is, because it's a real place. But other than uh, that, it's kind of difficult. If I told you Calabria Nona, is a region, Nona means yeah, Nona means grandma, doesn't it? Uh-huh. In like yeah. five different languages, Calabria. Yeah. If I told you Calabria was in southern Italy. <laughs> Oh, uh, an Italian grandma. Does she make Sunday gravy, like pasta sauce or pasta? I, I don't pasta. want to be stereotypical here, but <laughs> <laughs> he wrote the book, not me. Uh, yes, uh, Stradigonona cooks spaghetti in her magic pot. Oh, that's awesome. So, I, I, my pasta. brain went uh, a totally different direction. The, the children's books that I remember was like, um, actually, I don't even remember if it was a book. It might just be a fairy tale. Like, do you, do you guys know Stone Soup? Oh uh, yeah, that. Mm-hmm. but that that one's kind of like sad, or not sad, but like slightly morbid, right? I just no, that's the oh, like oh, soup. this this can be like we have no food, but this can be delicious if only you imagined it. Uh, no, is that the, the story of Stone Soup? It might be a version of it. The one that I remember is that it was uh, like a big pot of soup that they put a stone in, and the stone is magic. And all they need is a little something to make it better. So they ask everybody for a little bit of something. Uh, and basically everybody's being really stingy and they're like, oh, but it's magic. So all we need is a little bit. Huh. So they t- so the idea is everybody throws a little bit of their stuff in there. That's the one that I remember reading, God, which might be kind of a sunnier, <laughs> a sunnier <laughs> happy version of the same story. Yeah. So, I, I was trying to look for one more clue to be like Italian without saying Italian, <laughs> mm-hmm. but there, yeah, it's it's there is a hint somewhere in between. I just didn't mm. come up with it. I'm I'm just kind of looking into it now, and as soon as I type Streganona into into my search engine, it's it I I come up with something that I should have written a question on it uh, over the fact it's been banned in several places. Because of witches? Uh, Because of witchcraft, yeah. Depicting magic witches and witchcraft in a positive light. Um, So Roald Dahl's The Witches, um, (laughs) A Wrinkle in Time, the Harry Potter series, Lion, the Witch in the Wardrobe, and Lord of the Rings have all been challenged and banned for the same reason. Uh, In America. Certain (laughs) places in America. (laughs) Certain places in America. (laughs) Um, say like China some shit. No, nope. <laughs> hitting us with the America. No, uh, this Ugh. is part of a report from the American Library Association's Office for Intellectual Freedom. Goodness gracious! I just want to kind of wrap up uh, this this topic of Tommy DePaola, and maybe it's comment to resection eight. But I do like children's literature as a trivia category, assuming it's mainly for an American audience, as we've found out here, mm-hmm. but. Like general literature is hard because everyone reads different things, right? Some people prefer nonfiction, some people prefer mm. fiction, some people prefer sci-fi within fiction. It gets complicated. But if you go back far enough, like hopefully everyone's read kind of like staple children's books that you mm-hmm. can pull from. So I, I like kind of like going down memory lane at least. Like I... Tommy DePaolo is an in to looking up awards, to looking up other winners mm. of the awards and remembering like oh yeah, illustrative Roald Dahl, or oh yeah, he wrote. He used to know something. Yeah. I I slightly disagree with that because oh. not all children's literature is timeless. I would say that you have people. Uh, I probably have people in my audience who 
haven't really read Roald Dahl. Roald Dahl's kind of uh, fallen out of popularity a little bit um, uh-huh. since uh, since kind of the the early to mid two thousands. So uh, yeah, I, I was thinking I was thinking younger than Roald Dahl. You know, I was thinking like hung, very hungry caterpillar kind of more like stuff. So Eric Carl then Eric Carl's yeah about the same time yeah. I want to say I myself and my wife have read hungry pillar which is what our youngest son calls it (laughs) every night for the last four months to (laughs) our youngest son and just as you get old enough to have forgotten everything like perhaps you have kids and then all of a sudden it like resurges you know and that's why you you get that dip and then you get a kick up again when you said younger you meant younger age oh correct not, yes. not more recent okay i was like eric cole was like m- oh mid first you know for smaller 40s, children 50s uh yeah i i think that also changes as well um correct but i, I mean, mean versus literature like i mean like has everyone read gone girl right like i haven't read gone girl that's yeah. fair. even t- twilight right like what oh. else are you gonna ask about? Uh, uh, <laughs> like, uh, name a current book move, that you're gonna moving, ask about. Moving swift. I mean, it's, hey, I'm just listing the most popular books. The it's, last yeah, years. it's usually it's usually Harry Potter or you know, um, uh, Twilight. Yeah, those are the two that people tend to go to. As, exactly. Or Game of Thrones. Actually, that's the uh, other one. Reading but, Game of Thrones though. Uh, I'll you let you can, know when I'm done reading it. Because I'm because I'm not done yet. Uh, well, nor Neither is George R. R. Martin. To be fair, yeah, that's, yeah, uh, you have a lot that's of time. I mean, one of these days, up. one of these days, <laughs> one of these end. When he finishes, I'll start it. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Good luck with that. Um, yeah. All right. Well, <sighs> tipster, do you have? Uh, a tangentially relatable set of questions to ask us tonight? Yep. So uh, I have um, two five-question rounds lined up for you. Uh, The first one is somewhat related to what we've been talking about today. Um, It's called A Little Revision. And uh, uh, what this is, I'm going to present you with a statement. Um, The first part of the question is, is it true or false? And uh, if it's false... I want you to tell me what I'd need to change the statement to make it correct. Um, no adding not, you know, like <laughs> yeah. no cheap shots like that. <laughs> um, I'm, you know, looking for changing a specific word or concept um, from one thing to another. Um, so are you ready? Yeah. Well, let's give it a go. I love correcting people, right? So. <laughs> okay. Uh, so your first question is in the category of sports and games and a statement I should say and it's this the gold cup is the oldest trophy still to be awarded in international sport uh, my... what sport do you think gold cup is I don't know but I, I'm not sure but part of my brain immediately goes Stanley Cup not the gold cup just you, because that that predates the NHL, but it's still in chunk. the United States, though, right? Like, I, I would um, assume that a Asian or European competition might be longer than any American one. Yeah, that's true. Um, so actually, I'm 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 I kind of want to say no, 
because I have a feeling like there must. Oh, you said international competition. Nah. Well, technically, Stanley Cup's international, but yeah, yeah <laughs> I don't think uh, you yeah, that way. Not currently. Uh, I mean, it's it is, but it isn't because it's for one specific thing. If I said no, the Olympics. So but, you mm, you'd say Olympic gold medal? An Olympic gold medal. Does Olympic gold like does that count as an award? Well, what other what other what about what's the the Ryder Cup? How long has that been around? Because that's international golf. Golf um, eighteen something. What about? I, I want to say no, golf? but I don't know how to. I don't know what I want to correct. <laughs> I, so, like I have a feeling the answer is no, but I don't know how I want to correct it. Yeah, like that's on me to or us to try to pin down. Um, gold cup. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to think cup. of international sporting stuff. The you know, like you said, Olympics, the Ryder Cup for golf, uh, the America's Cup for the boating. Um, is is no? We believe there are older competitions sufficient of an answer. <laughs> that would be that would be half a point. So the way that I uh, marked this round, by the way, is you got two points per question. Um, yeah. Uh, so for instance, um, if it was true, you'd get two points off the bat if you put true. Yeah. Um, if it was false and you put false, or you gave me a correction that was not the right correction, but you identified it was false, you'd get one point. If you give me the correct correction, you get two. Um, and in this case, if we can name like anything older than the Gold Cup, that would count. Right? That would count. Ca- if a, there ne- was a theoretical one. Basically, naming anything that. Uh, naming anything. Uh, so yeah. saying it's false gives uh, you a point. The Okay, let's say no, like the World Cup has gone on longer than that. Uh, like the so uh, the answer I'm looking for is not the World Cup. Um, oh, no. In fact, the World Cup, I believe, was 30s. Uh, yeah. 1930s. Um, I'm just having a look now. Yeah, FIFA World 30s, Cup established. The second one was 38 or so. so uh, yeah, yeah 19 right was 1930s. Um, you banded around the Ryder Cup. That was 1927. Um, although uh, Jeff, you said something about sailing. America's oh, the, Cup. The America's Cup. America's Cup. 1851. Jeez. Oh, um, wow. Olympics would have been later than that. Olympics would have been incorrect. Um, mm. But you'd have still got one point for saying it's uh, false. Sorry, Jeff. You had you had two of the right I was ones. Just, I was just throwing out international things. <laughs> old, correctly old international things. Yeah. So okay, the half America's credit, Cup is that half credit old? for that one. You, you get half well, ships, I mean, man. You get half a point. We'll call it yes. half a point. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Half uh, credit on that one. <laughs> question, statement number two in the category of general knowledge, I suppose. Uh, according to letters to his cousin Elsa. Albert Einstein never wore any underpants. Oh, God. <laughs> he was a horn dog, so I would say yes. <laughs> he was. That was not the reaction I was expecting, but sure. All right, so let's let's look at what could be true or false about that. Uh, he could have never worn uh, a hat or some other piece of clothing besides underpants. Uh, he could have... Uh, it could be a different person instead of Albert Einstein. It could be a different cousin. Uh, maybe I doubt. I doubt. Just knowing what I know about Tipster, that I doubt that he would expect people to know Albert Einstein had a cousin named Elsa yeah. instead of Agatha. I, you know. So I would say my guess would either be it's a 
it's a different person instead of Albert Einstein, or it's true. I'd say it's would, true. Would be my guess. Yeah, I'm let's just go. True. Let's go with true. Let's lean into it. True. Okay, I'm gonna tell you it's false. Damn it! Uh, His cousin's um, not named Elsa. Do you, <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to take a stab at what is incorrect about that statement? Oh God. Uh, Not really, but my uh, my thoughts okay. would be either be the person or the article of clothes. Okay, we're good on the article of clothing. It's in fact socks. Uh, um, in letters uh, to his cousin Elsa, um, when I was young, I found out that the big toe always ends up making a hole in a sock, so I stopped wearing them. <laughs> Just the logical leap of, well, I'm always going to break them, so why bother? Um, hence why. Okay. Every okay. image of Albert Einstein, he's not wearing any socks. Um, is he wearing closed-toed shoes, or is he? Uh, not... No, there's there's definitely images of him in sandals, uh, that okay. closed-toed shoes as well. But uh, he says he wore boots in public to hide the fact as well. Okay. Um, huh. I'm excited for the next one. <laughs> okay, uh, number three. On average, the human body loses four kilos of skin every year. Oh God. I mean. If we say no, it's just changing the number because the human body obviously loses an amount of skin every year, right? So well, but it, it it could be it could be a bunch of different stuff. Well, I mean, um, you can you can change it from anywhere from one yeah, gram. Yeah, you can to only ch- yeah, you can only kilograms, change one though. thing. So like it like let's just say uh, that we wanted to change skin to hair. There's no way that anybody loses four pounds no. of, or four kilos yeah. of hair it's, a year. It's skin if you're going to go that way, I feel. Now the question is, is four kilograms over or under? Or, or is four, yeah, is four kilograms incorrect or is it correct? I don't know. I, like, <sighs> four kilograms. I, I mean... I'm tempted okay. to say yes. Because, like, yeah. like, I mean... I don't want to set you up to sir, but if it's like the answer is actually three kilograms, I'd be very Yeah, worried. that's that's what I'm thinking. I, I, I think that the way that the sentence or the way that the statement is set up points you to the number being either way off by like a Also he said no twice, so this one's gotta be true, right? Yeah, gatekeeper. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, that's gotta be true. It's true. Uh, it is true. The human body loses four kilos ah. of skin every oh, year. Oh there you go. You oh. didn't disappoint us, Sifster. Um, we're disappointed yeah. in the fact, but we're not disappointed in you. Yeah, four four kilos. Um, oh my god, that's so much skin. That's that's Ugh. my new that's my new weight loss program apparently. Um, <laughs> statement four, moving four swiftly years. on. It's four kilograms yeah. of skin in my part. Yeah, that's 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 most of the dust and stuff like that is 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 four kilos of your skin. <sighs> great to know that's what's in my vacuum cleaner that's, yep that's pretty fun i could say that hey, over my me. life i've lost 320 pounds of skin <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's disgusting uh, weight loss uh, champion exactly i'll sign up for your health health plan. <laughs> Lo- weight loss plan <laughs> question number four uh statement four i will say that this might be slightly more difficult for um a u.s audience i'm not 100 percent certain on that um, Sigmund Freud's grandson Ludwig was nominated for the Turner Prize twice. I know Booker is literature. Turner is visual. visual. It's not scientific, right? Can you can you tell me that much? Uh, it's not scientific. I think it's. Is it art? Is Turner art? Uh, it's like it's an art of... prize, yeah. 
Okay. I'm, I'm gonna so, I'm gonna help you out. If you ask any questions, yeah. I will answer them. Yeah. Like, uh, what part of this is false? Okay. <laughs> uh, Jeff, do you think uh, Sigmund Freud's grandson would have won an artist award twice? <laughs> well, I keep trying to break it down. As I mean, you kind of what, what part of this? What part of this could be false, and in what way? So, like, it could as be Sigmund Freud. It could be. I'm assuming hit the the grandson's name would be like Ludwig Freud, uh, or it could be a different prize. I doubt that it would be. Well, maybe it could be like he won it three times, or was it won or nominated? Uh, nominated. If okay, I have. I'm going to say yes, but if the answer is no, I feel like it's the prize that's different. Yeah, and I think that could be like, that's like the old like if hmm. Yeah, I would only say it's the prize that would be different, but I kind of believe an art prize. I'm trying to think of what other what other UK prizes it could be. I don't know if it could be a different prize, because I'm I'm almost positive uh, I could be wrong on this, but you can't win the Man Booker Prize twice, right? It's a lifetime like a once in a lifetime award. I could be wrong on that, but I remember maybe seeing that somewhere. Or that nobody has ever won it or been nominated twice. Maybe. I don't know. I could be way off on that. So I feel like the answer is no. Okay, so but you're going with false to begin with. I'm going to say false. Yeah. And I kind of want to say the prize is different. But I okay. can't tell you what prize it should be. Um, I will let you know that it is false. However, okay. it's Gosh. not the prize that's the issue. Um it is in fact. If the, you say tw- he only won it once, I'm gonna be. No, mad. it's the name uh, Lucian. Come, come on, Lucian. His Freud. name's not Ludwig. <laughs> it's oh. Lucian Freud. Uh, is um, Lucian Freud important? Uh, is is it, would you expect an American to know who Lucian Freud is? Uh, <laughs> admittedly, this, as I said, was a little bit UK centric um, okay. when I wrote it, um, and I I try to balance the UK centric no out again uh, questions out with more kind of. But he is like a well-known-ish artist. He's he's known. I wouldn't say well-known. He's definitely known of. Lucian Freud is definitely a name that you hear in the news. If I said like Arthur Rockwell painted soup cans, tell me what's wrong. Or is it slightly less obscure? It's it's a painted soup. Or more. Wait, are we talking at just... Or I'm just like... I'm just trying to gauge how popular. I uh, don't know Freud who Arthur is. Rockwell is, so. No, <laughs> or yeah, sorry, it's, it's Norman Rockwell. Or sorry, I, I meant to say Warhol. I got my people confused. Oh. Arthur, Arthur Warhol. Okay. Soup cans. Probably less prominent than Warhol. Okay. But Warhol's fairly like. Yeah. Really prominent over here. I'm trying. Um, I, I couldn't yeah. think of a. Slightly less. Anyway, I, I I'm just upset because like. That was probably, I totally believed you saying Ludwig, and I that was, if UK people would believe it too. That was probably the most difficult question okay. of the round, by the way. Um, <sighs> final oh. one uh, in the um, category of news and current affairs. In 2017, action movie star Sylvester Stallone was banned from the Ukraine after being deemed a threat to national security. <laughs> what year? Uh, 2017. 2017. 2017 Ukraine Sylvester Stallone It's got to be a different country, right? Cuz what would Sylvester Stallone be doing in Ukraine in 2017? What okay. movies did he come out with? 
like anything. He, a bunch of he, Rocky movies or the Creed yeah. He had movies. the he had the Rocky. He had the Creed movies that well, he. He's not going to be a national threat there. Yeah, he did I, some of those like old Rambo movies, but I don't know where they took place. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take you on a weird I'm gonna take you on a weird journey. Okay, I, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that I think that the answer is I think that this is false, and I think that it's Steven Seagal because Steven Seagal always uh was over like he goes to run uh, there are tremendous videos of him exhibiting yeah. martial arts quote unquote yeah, that's a good that's, Russia. i like that i like that and that's that's gotta be it because i can't i can't imagine sylvester stallone did it i mean maybe if it was like maybe he like was it. banned from vietnam or something or, or or one of the countries where he filmed one of the rambo movies in uh, or something so maybe the I, country could be I like, different i like but... steven seagal much better i like that answer okay locking in steven seagal no, it was actually Steven Seagal. It was actually Steven Seagal. Yeah, um, and and for exactly the reason Jeff uh, Jeff mentioned. Uh, yes, um, very kind of they. I think he got made an honorary citizen of of Russia at that point, and then oh. the Ukraine turned around and went, "No, you're not coming over here." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I will take a moment to tell every one of our listeners to go find the videos of Steven Seagal uh, doing martial arts exhibits in Russia, because it is, he just kind of moves his hands around and people fall over around him, and it's amazing. Uh. <laughs> it's so fun to watch, because he's, he's not doing, he's doing literally nothing, and people are running up to him and falling over. It's great. It's amazing. <laughs> okay, um, our next round, five questions. Um and they are um, from around I call in other words. These are famous song lyrics I've taken and run them through um, the thesaurus that is my brain um, to make them unrecognizable. I need you to tell me the song that they come from. I don't need the okay. artist, just the title. I've given you okay. the decade as well to help you out. So this first one comes from the 1990s and it goes as such. For I'm a paragon, You've perceived my conveyances, and on the runway, I pirouette. My gut said this is I'm too sexy. Because on Do the catwalk. Do a little turn on the catwalk. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't know the first line, though. I'm a model. Yeah, I, I'm okay with that, because I, th I think that section of the song is... Yeah. Uh, I'm a model, you know what I mean. I do a little turn on the catwalk or something like that. Yes, yeah, just, I'm okay with that. Yeah. It's I'm a model, and you know what I mean, and I do my little turn on the catwalk. It's I'm Too Sexy by Right Said Fred. Yeah. Uh, we're going back further in time now to the oh, 1980s. No. <laughs> uh, and this one goes as such. We must retain what we possess, the lady declares. No, there's no dissimilarity whether we persist. One has the other, and vice versa, and millions. We shall bequeath them a stroke. Uh, oh, that's oh, oh! I know this one. I got this one. Go. <laughs> that's um, that's Bon Jovi. It's living on a prayer. It doesn't seem to it. It doesn't seem to matter if we make it or not. That's there's no dis there's uh, no dissimilarity of whether we possess. That's kind of it. Uh, we've got each other, and that's a lot for us. We'll give it a shot. Yeah, that's got to be it. Okay. Okay, you good with that? Yeah. 
Uh, so we must retain what we possess. Yeah. The lady declares, <laughs> "We've got to hold on to what we've got." We've got. There's no dissimilarity whether we possess. We persist. Doesn't really matter whether we make it or not. Um, one has the other. Other. We've got each other. And that's a lot. And that's a lot. And millions. Um, uh, we'll give it a shot. We'll give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, so uh, more than we have only reached the, the median. <laughs> uh, this next one uh, coming a little bit more recently to you. In fact, our most recent one in this round um, from the 2010s. Golden rhinestones within the luminescence and positioning ourselves upright next to each other while your silhouette intersects my own. What it requires to develop into existence. Now, see, this is this is where I'm going to fall apart because I stopped listening to pop music in the 2000s. You know what's going to be funny is we're going to we're going to say part of the lyrics and people that know this song outright are going to be screaming. <laughs> I'm going to be screaming at this yeah. to develop into existence. Develop makes what, me think what it like, takes photograph, to be. But... Oh no! Yeah, I I got nothing on this one. I was really happy oh, with no. those first two. I was happy with the second one specifically. But this one okay. I think nothing. we might have to tap out on this one. Okay, so I'm going to translate these for you now and let me know if slash when you kick yourself. Uh, golden rhinestones within the luminescence, yellow diamonds in the light. Uh, now we're standing side by side and positioning ourselves upright next to each other. As your shadow crosses mine, uh, while your silhouette intersects my own, what it takes to come alive. Those are the first lines to We Found Love by Rihanna oh, featuring Calvin no. Harris. Oh. Yeah, I, I never would have been able to pull that. Okay. The, I, the only the line, thing I would have We think... found love in a hopeless place. We found love in, in a, a hopeless, hopeless place. place. <laughs> and I think that's the lyrics I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I kind of see it now. Yeah. That's something mine standing side by side. Okay. I see it. I see okay. it. Um, we're going to wind the clock back a bit, maybe to more familiar territory now. Uh, this one from the 1970s. Uh, wherefore raptors occur promptly each moment you exist in my vicinity, precisely akin to yours truly, those yearn to transpire in your neighborhood. Uh, Eagles. Why do, hold on, uh, raptors are birds. Does why do fly, birds is... suddenly appear every time you come near... Uh, I can't. Fuck! What's that song? Why do birds suddenly appear every time? It's like I'm pretty sure it's the Carpenters, isn't it? Is uh, that the name of that song? God, that make me crazy. I don't know the name of the song. I mean, I know, I know the one you're hearing. I remember from some movie. I, I, I'm. Uh, I what the be, world needs now? No, I will be honest with you. Um, I'm very kind of open with my players that if they give me like the <laughs> thing that it's possibly known by. Um, I will give it to them. I'm not too finicky on titles. Um, this is Close to You by the Carpenters. Oh, it was the Carpenters. Why do birds suddenly appear every okay. time you are near? Yeah. I, I am I am glad that I at least, I, even if I couldn't yeah. pull it out, I was glad I knew you, it was the Carpenters. I'd have given you, you alluded the to the fact that you knew the right song. Yeah, I'd have given you the point. And this final one from the noughties is my favorite. Um, I am able to live as your champion, sweetie. I am able to osculate your suffering elsewhere. I desire to rise next to you until eternity ends. I will let you choke me. 
I knew that would break someone. <laughs> is this? I have it, you. Do you listen to country music, Tipster? No. <laughs> okay, so this isn't the song. I've been uh, these about. are all. Uh, so these are all top charting songs. They were yeah. in the top ten for a while. You know, I'm not going to do anything hugely obscure. Yeah. It's, I mean, I will let you choke me. It's got to be like you leave me. Take my breath away. Take my oh. breath away, or something like yeah. that. You know, I, I don't think it's. Cause that, cause that was the eighties. That was Berlin. Yeah, that was way too old. Yeah, I'm o- able to osculate. What's osculate mean? I, oh no no no! I got it. I got it. Uh, I am able to live as your champion. Is I think I can be your hero, baby. Uh, right. That's uh, Enrique Iglesias. Enrique Iglesias. I almost said Gabriel Iglesias. That's oh, a totally yeah. different person. Okay. Um, so I'll let you to think take of... my breath away. Yep, that's it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's gotta be it. That's that's hero. Okay, yes. Um, it yes. is Enrique Iglesias' kink. Um, <laughs> I'll let you choke me. Christ. I can be your hero, yes. baby. I am able to live as your champion, sweetie. Uh, I am able to osculate your Take suffering. Take your fears away. Oh, no. Uh, I, away. I can kiss, your, uh, kiss away the pain. Uh, osculate being another word for kiss. Um, I desire to rise next to you in t- until eternity ends. I will stand by Same you forever. Uh, I will let you choke me. You can take my breath away. <laughs> you can take. Also, you know my breath? I will let that's... you choke me. Also fits rhythmically with it as well. So, if you want alternative lyrics God. to that song, there you go. Quote: my... You can take my breath away. That's a. I never thought about it that yeah. way. <laughs> my, my new headcanon for this song is that it's these lyrics, but it's Gabriel Iglesias, the fluffy, the fluffy comedian. <laughs> Yeah, he's not fat. He's fluffy. Him yeah. singing it instead. That's that's how I will see this song forever now. Oh man, <laughs> I think, this is. I think that went down fairly well. I think yeah, that went I, down I like fairly that. well. I like that one. I like that. I also like how this is almost impossible to Google. Also, you know, like yeah. you it, can't oh, cheat on this. I you can try, but my goodness, yeah, you are going to find some weird stuff, especially <laughs> yeah, on that last be, one. I will let you choke me, song. <laughs> yeah, you'd have, you'd have to be really positive on what the alter the other version of the words would be, mm-hmm. and by that point, you'd probably already know the song. So yeah. yeah, I like I like ungoogleable questions. That's that's Definitely. awesome. Oof. So this round uh, wasn't so much a mistake as a last minute rehash of an idea I had because it was originally going to be songs tra- run through Google Translate um, and then run back again and mm-hmm. the mess that occurs as a result. Oh, yeah. I do um, that with movie ex- movie synopsis. But I just didn't have the time or the energy to do it that day. So I went, do you know what? Let's just find some synopsis. Synonyms and run with it. Um, And speaking of running with it, I think we've run out of time. Um, That that was a good discussion about children's books and about (laughs) uh, British things. I think us two Americans were educated on a couple of (laughs) British awards and or notable British authors who may have had famous grandparents or British (laughs) artists who may have had famous grandparents. But... um, yeah, that was fun. I think for two people, we also did pretty well. So. Yeah, yeah. bad. I, I think you did fairly well in that round. Um, Self-high five. Yeah. 
All right, let's get on out of here. Calvin, where can the listeners find you in between episodes of the Quadrivia? Uh, you can find me online at footnotetrivia.com. I host an online game on Zoom that you can sign up for on my website. Uh, I've been Jeff, of course, from RMT Trivia. You could find me on all the social media places at RMT Trivia, as in riddle me this. Uh, I am currently taking a break from streaming for the month of March. I'll be back in April. Uh, so by the time this comes out, I will be back streaming. So you can find me uh, Wednesday nights on Twitch. Uh, but right now for you two, I'm not streaming right now. <laughs> but for all the listeners, by the time this comes out, I will be back with my Wednesday night game. Every Wednesday on Twitch. And finally, you can find me, Tipster, in the Pinnacle Larder every Sunday at 7 UK time. That is 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, and I think 10 a.m. Pacific. Um, you can find me at twitch.pinnaclelarder.com um, and my various socials. Just put the name of the social thing, .pinnaclelarder.com, and you'll eventually get there. Um and that's us and the podcast. Well, if you want to get in contact with us here, um, you can always email us, quadriviapod at gmail.com. You can get in contact with us on the Twitters and the Facebooks at quadriviapod. And, of course, at our website, quadriviapodcast.com, where you can vote on this week's keyword challenge and also submit your own keywords for future episodes. So, cool. I that's, guess that's, we're, that's it. we're done now. We're good. Yeah. Where do we go? We should we should really quickly try to ad lib alternate versions to lyrics of living on a prayer ready <laughs> i have i have nothing i don't know why i set us up for failure why, why would you why would i do, do that why did i do that never mind we i'm gonna are, go away now we must retain <laughs> what we possess we're almost at the median no, point. <laughs> no it doesn't work it really doesn't work <laughs> also i don't want to get copyright striked so let's yeah, not that's, that's fair I don't think any algorithms picking up our singing. <laughs> so, I hope right. not. Valid matches for Bon Jovi. But.